0: Come on, good morning, good morning, good morning. Come on, let's give Jesus one more round of applause before we jump into the Word. Thank you for joining us online. We got an amazing church online. We appreciate and love you so much. And uh, if you need anything, reach out to us. If you need prayer or connection, let us know. We got a lot going on here, guys. It's amazing to see some of the stories from Easter of life change and what God's done in people's lives. Uh, I just want to say thank you for who you are, your heart to welcome people, love people, uh, reach out to people in those lobbies and uh, just get connected. Can I tell you that church isn't about content? It's about connection. I think so often it's all about content and yes, we need the content of God's word, but if there's no connection that goes with it, then it's pointless, right? We're called to connect to each other and connect to God and uh, some of your generosity and your heart. We had somebody, I had a young lady um, in the lobby last week. She said, um, I just want you to know if you think this place is, is not making a difference or the people here aren't making a difference. I lost my daughter last year. And she said, and this place got me and my family through that and, and, and the word of God here. And, and, and just, just, I want you to know that you're making a difference. Like you being here, your presence, your smile, your connection makes a difference in someone's life. And so thank you for serving and for being a part of that. And then, and then, um, we've got several things happening as far as outreach right now. We started something. Many of you heard of it. I've said it several times, the cop stop, and, uh, we've got a. A cafe behind our church here, and um, we got a report from one of the sheriff's department officers this last week. Every every evening, uh, many of you are making meals and and cooking stuff and putting it over at our cafe, and it's got a little entry code where police officers and the sheriff's department and first responders can go over there and get a meal and uh, sit down, do their paperwork, and have a place to go and um, get their stuff done. And they and they said to us, uh, they're using it from like 11 to 7 a.m. And uh, they said to us last week, they go, man, I. can't believe that your church is doing this. It would have been enough just to give us a bathroom to use and a place to sit down. But you guys are making lasagna. Come on, somebody. I mean, there's like, there's lasagna over there. Some of y'all gonna be sneaking over to the cafe at like 11. You're asking for the code. I get it. Yep. Nope. You can't get over there. Um, but uh, thank you for your generosity to be uh, reaching and loving our community. And then we also, we have a diaper bank called Generous, well, we have an outreach uh, uh, ministry called Generous House, and, and we supply diapers to the whole region. And, and some of you guys are on this outreach team, and many of you have asked about what you can do to get involved. I would encourage you, email us, check in with us. We got uh, opportunities to, re- to reach out to our community every week. And then we have other churches partnering with us. Just this last week in the cafe, we had uh, Grace Presbyterian Church partner with us, wrapping diapers, about 20 people in there. And so it's not just a a one church thing and a logo thing. Come on. It's a kingdom thing of us partnering together with other churches and serving our community. So thank you for having that heart. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump into a series uh, called Love Sex Dating Love Sex Dating uh, LSD Love Sex Dating and um, we are are gonna believe for just God to do some things from His Word for what it looks like to date to to be married I'm gonna I'm gonna address marriage I'm gonna address dating I'm gonna address sex and so it is a it is a PG you know 13 uh, uh, series and so. Just parents, if you need to know that, uh, if you got your kids in here and stuff like that. But, but uh, I think it's so important for us to address these topics. And I'm going to do different ones, and some of them are going to be combined: marriage, dating, some sex things in each of them, and just hope purity and the Bible and what God says. If you're if you're dating, if you're looking to to mar- to be married or marry again or any of that stuff, we're, we're just going to. And, and listen, if I talk about one thing, don't check out if that's not your status. Does that make sense? There's going to be something for you in every uh, portion of, these, of this series. And so this week, I want to really speak to just dating and single people first and, and look at what God's Word says and give some wisdom. I'm not going to do a, a theological you know, study from Genesis to Revelation, okay, somebody? I'm going to give you some very practical you know, uh, tips and thoughts from god's word and um i think it's important culture does not do a good job of teaching us how to have healthy relationships it just, I mean, culture and, and Hollywood and the shows you watch and, and the things I watch and those, they do not teach us and our favorite, you know, uh, you, you know whatever entertainment it might be or, or, or movie star or our favorite, you know, musician or the lyrics of those songs, they do not teach us how to have healthy relationships. And I've got teenagers and I'm preaching to myself and my family. And so I just wanna give you some thoughts. You are who you are because of your relationships. You 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 are I mean the relationships in your life are 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 where you are and who you are because of those relationships. And if you're if you're taking notes, you can write this down. My relational decisions are the most important decisions I will ever make. Whatever you're deciding relationally, dating or just being in a relationship with people, those are the most important decisions you'll ever make. First Corinthians seven, Paul says this about, about being single and being married. He gives us some insight. He says, But I say this as a concession, not as a commandment. So this is Paul's kind of opinion. He goes, for I wish that all men were even as I myself am. But each one has his own gift from God. Look at that, own gift from God. One in this manner and another in that. So he's saying one is to be married, one is to not. He says, but I say to under, to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them that they remain even as I am. He's saying it is, it is good to stay single, that there's some thoughts about, about being single and, um, and, and dating. And there's some thoughts about what the Bible says. And the first, first thought I want you to know is this, there's nothing wrong with being single. There's nothing wrong. Like society like, what's wrong? What's wrong with them? They're not married yet. What's wrong with them? What's wrong? What's wrong? You know, and, and there's nothing wrong. And and we've got this wrong concept of being single. Paul says, listen, it's okay. And you might feel like no one understands you you, because you're single. Can I tell you, Jesus understands that he was single his whole life. (laughs) Like like he was, Jesus gets it. Paul gets it. Paul says right here, I get it. Like I wish that everybody was like me, but then he goes on to teach number two. He says this, that it's actually a gift from God that he goes, each one has their own gift, that singleness is actually a gift from God. It's actually a season where where it's, listen to me, it's not a death sentence, it's not a diagnosis, (laughs) it's not a disease. Some of you have to be, you wanna be in a relationship so bad and and the reality is this is a gift from God. The season of singleness is a gift from God himself. Some of y'all are like, it ain't no gift, it's a game, Pastor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Recreational daters, a.k.a. players. <laughs> you treat it like a game. But here's the problem. Whatever you're doing right now in that game, you're bringing with you into the future relationships. What, what, however you're living right now follows you into your future. And in all the years of counseling, I've never counseled anybody with marriage problems. Ever. I've never counseled a marriage problem, Ever. I have counseled individuals that have problems and then get married and have a problem marriage. And and the the reality is that we all have individual problems that we we grow up with or our families or, or different people around us or different decisions we've made. And we get these problems in our life. And then we think culture tells us if you find the right person, if you find Mr. Right or you find Mrs. Right, all those problems will be taken care of and you'll be happy. Oh, Jesus. Somebody say, preach. preach. It's, it's not, you're not good. That's not, it doesn't solve it. Like it that does not. And like you end up having these things that you bring together. Now you've got double problems and then you add kids into it. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to talk about kids later, but kids stands for keeping intimacy at a distance. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> And 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 here here's here's the devil's number one lie in in dating. If you're if you're single or dating, that 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 we have chemistry. We just got chemistry, Pastor. We got we got chemistry. Like you don't we click? We connect. We got chemistry. You don't understand. Our thumbs are tired. We typing all night long. Is we (laughs) tired? I just can't stop talking to him. I just can't stop talking to her. She gets me. He gets me. We're, you, don't, you don't understand what we have, Pastor. No one has a love like ours. Like, I understand what you got. I know what it's called. Yeah. I've been there. You got and it, 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 Chemistry is a lot of chemicals that are firing off. It is true. But you need to write this down. Chemistry is a bad connector. It's a bad connector. I got a couple pictures of some chemistry projects gone bad. Check out this chemistry. Look at, look at, look at, look at how confusing chemistry is. I mean, stuff smoking, like I don't even know how to live. Oh, it's so like, there's the ultimate end of your chemistry project with that person that you just think you have chemistry with. It's exploded in your face. Someone's in pain. Someone's confused. It's just, and the problem with chemistry, it's it's an experiment, and you can have it with hundreds of people. You can have chemistry with hundreds of people. And so here's what happens. If you think your connection is chemistry and then all of a sudden you go, well, now the chemistry begins to wane because that's called life. And, and as it wanes, then you go, I've got to find chemistry with the next person. and So you begin to look for chemistry with the next person or the next, the next coworker or the next person you meet at the store or the next person you meet at the club or the next person that comes across your path. And then when, men, when that chemistry dies out, you got to find a new way to get chemistry. So you just keep into this cycle and it's a lie from the enemy And I I really just want to help you on some dating thoughts because I don't want things to explode in your life. I don't want your dating life to be a bad chemistry experiment. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. Number one dating tip. Instead of finding the right person, become the right person. We're always trying to find the right person and and, and God just says, no, 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 become the right person. Do you know when God created Adam's relational issue? Adam was, was created, he was alone. God said, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. It's not good that Adam's alone. He had an aloneness problem. He had a relational problem and what did God do? God could have made a relationship from a lily pad, from a lizard, from a leaf. He could have looked over and made a wife from a frog. Kiss her, you know what I'm saying? He could have done any of that. He did not use something external to Adam to fix the relational problem. He reached inside of him and pulled out a rib, did a work internally to solve his relational problem. Everything that you need for healthy relationships and for godly dating is inside of you. You just need to allow God to work internally and do some things internally before you decide to jump in externally to a relationship. Does that make sense? Who, who are you becoming? What are you becoming? God reaches in and does this work internally in our life. Well, how do I become, Pastor? Really, the, the, the realness for all of us is 1 Corinthians 13. It's not the sexy chapter, it's the love chapter. It's the chapter that takes God and the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to go through some of the thoughts from 13. And I think if you're single or dating or married, but if you're working on yourself, wanting to become, here's a great area to become a love so you can give love away. Number one, love is patient. I and mean, you got to practice patience. That's why you got that crazy boss. You got that crazy roommate. That's why you got some of that stuff in your life. Because God wants you to practice patience before you get into I do, Right. Are you being patient? Are you not trying to control everything? Are you giving people room? Are you not trying to pressure? Are you, are you not being overbearing? Are you giving patience? Love is patient. Love is kind. The word kind is considerate. Are you considerate of how other people feel or how you make them feel? Are you learning to be considerate in every area? Am I being intentional about how others feel? Love does not envy. This is a big one. Hear me, envy, a lot of times we think envy is, I want what you have. I'm envious of what you have. Envy is not me being envious of what you have. Envy is me not liking what I have. And so then I need what you have. Envy is not me wanting to be who you are. It's not liking who I am. And so I can never be happy for who you are. And so, if you're happy or succeeding, I can't be happy for that because I'm not happy with who I am. And so, I have to bring everybody else down. Are y'all with me? And some of you have been trained to be envious because you never got approval from your family. You never got approval or acceptance from your parents. You never got what you needed. And so, you, you're trained to be envious. So, you can't be happy for what others need. And God's saying, I need you to work at who you are so you're happy with who you are in me so that you can actually receive love and worth and value because you were trained to think you weren't valuable. And so, now you never were able to receive value so you can't give value. And so envy is, is somewhere, somewhere we all need to, to grow and to go, okay, God, who am I at my core? Are y'all following me? Yeah. Love doesn't boast. I don't have to be the best. I don't have to, come on, y'all one-uppers. I'm not gonna point you out. I don't know who you are, but like, like someone tells a story, like I did this. You're like, well, you know what? I did this. You know, just one-up and your spiritual one-uppers. There's, there's practical one. i just, we don't need to, you don't need to t- This be interested in others. Love doesn't boast. It's not prideful. It's able to say, I'm sorry, right? Like practice that. I promise you, if you're dating, if you're single, practice. It's the hardest thing, right, babe? I mean, for me, uh, I am sorry. I was wrong. Finish the, Can y'all finish that sentence? Wrong. Love is not prideful. It can say, I was wrong. I was wrong. It's hard for us to say. I'm sorry, love is not proud. I need humility. It does not dishonor others. Listen to me, if you're dating, how often do we dishonor our spouse or our dates? Do, it, it means it does not behave disgracefully, dishonorably or indecently. Love does not dishonor. It means that you should never be a part of anyone's regret story. It doesn't dishonor. I don't want to be a part of a regret story. You shouldn't be a part dating. No regret stories. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. Come on, all the easily angered people. Uh, you know, when the trash doesn't go out, you know, there's people in my house that get upset about the trash not going out. They're like, Ugh. it's not easily angered, but like the trash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you some of y'all just, you all know, just, just easily angered breathe, like, like, like love. And this stuff, listen, it doesn't come naturally. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be becoming internally. God wants to work inside of us. When Sandra and I got married, we were becoming who God wanted us to be. We weren't perfect, but we were pursuing God. God was working in me. God was working in her. And we wanted, we had the same vision and values and character. We had the values, right? You marry for contents, not the container. Container's going to leave somebody. I tell Sandra all the time, this, I'm not going to look this good forever. You better take advantage of this. <laughs> better get it while it's hot, girl, because this could go away. You know what I'm saying? You may. <laughs> 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 Some of y'all are going to use that tonight. You know, like this, you don't know what tomorrow has in store. Like, I could eat a whole box of fat pills and everything could change. Those are donuts, by the way. Uh, you, 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 marry, you marry for values, not vision. You marry for values, not vision. A, lo- a lot of us have the same vision. A lot of churches have the same vision. Vision is what we want. Values are how we want to get it. So, so, so yes, we both have a value, a, a vision for success, but if we had different values of success, that'd be bad. If I thought success was working seven days a week, grinding and never having any relationship with her, that's a bad vision. If she had a vision for success being me at home four days a week and, and then going to work three, that's a bad vision for, you know, that, that's not a value of success. And so, so you need the same values when it comes to God and money and success and kids and church and intimacy. I, I, I counsel couples all the time, married couples. One person thinks sex is for procreation, that's it. And that's what they value. So they're gonna do it once a month when the ovulation period's here, you know? that's just real. And then I meet couples that are like, you know, no, it's for pleasure and, and, and my gratification. And I want it every day of the week, you know? There's different values, right? And so, and so the, you have to understand the, the, what the values are that you carry. And by the way, sex feels way too good to be just for procreation, somebody, come on. <laughs> just gonna destroy some of your theology there. I don't know where you are. But I'm coming after you. God gave us that gift. Listen, listen to me. Quit trying to find the right person and become the right person, right? Tip number two quit borrowing your confidence. Quit borrowing your confidence. What do I mean by that? As we grow up, we borrow our confidence from coaches, leaders, teachers, friends, friends, peers, uh, pastors, people to encourage us and challenge us. And we borrow confidence. It's normal. That's why once you begin to date, it's hard because you're still looking to borrow confidence. If you've never figured out who you are in God, if you've never settled your identity in God, if you've never plugged into God and his word and said, you know what, this is who I am. Nothing else is gonna define me. Then you begin to still look for confidence in the relationships around you. And then what happens is when you begin to date, you can't go into a relationship with your eyes wide open because you're still needing to borrow their confidence. So you, you can't really see all the, all the red flags or all the pros and cons because you're kind of blinded because you need someone else's confidence. I, I just think borrowed confidence will betray you every time. I, I think whether you're putting your confidence in a job, a car, money, clothing, fashion, popularity, whatever it is, it's gonna betray you. I go to my 13-year-old daughter sometimes and I try to dress a certain way. And she's like, you 46-year-old, dad, you can't wear that. Just betrayed me. My, I'm betrayed. My, my confidence in trying to figure out how to, what to it just it betrayed me with my 13, year old right there. I, I think confidence that's borrowed only lasts so long. God gives you confidence in your core. And I think it's important for you to get that. You meet someone and you know who you are so you don't have to borrow their confidence. Does that help anybody? I'm not saying we don't need each other and that I still, my wife and I don't cheer each other on and that I don't borrow some confidence from her at times, but it, she's not my sole confidence. Does that make sense? She's not my, my all and all confidence. It's like we need each other, but it's not where I get my confidence from. Colossians 1.27 says this, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of his glory of this majesty among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It doesn't say Christ in us. It says Christ in me, the hope of glory. Does it say Christ in us as a married couple? It says Christ in her, the hope of glory. I better get the, the understanding of who Christ is in me so then I can go into the relationship. Now, it's not that I need you and I have to have your confidence. It's that I want you in my life and we're whole and strong together in God. I think that's very, very important that you don't just borrow your confidence from the relationships as you're dating. Many of you have dated and borrowed confidence and now it's really painful and it's really disruptive because you don't know who you are. Dating tip number three, disconnect from unhealthy relationships. Take an inventory of your life and just say, are these healthy? Is this healthy? Is this person healthy? And and things change. Maybe, Maybe it used to be healthy, but they changed. Maybe you used to be unhealthy, but you changed. So maybe you're seeing it as unhealthy now because you've gotten healthy. And so you used to not be as healthy. Now you're going, you know what? This probably isn't a healthy relationship. You know, you're the sum of your five greatest relationships. You're, you, you, we, you know, we hear that, but like the people around us, like, are, are they unhealthy? Are they healthy? What is being poured into you? Proverbs thirteen twenty says this, he who walks with wise men or women will be wise, but the com- companion of fools will be destroyed. He who walks with wise people will be wise. Crazy people get crazy advice from crazy places. Come on, somebody. It blows my mind the places people get you know, advice from and stuff about money or, or marriage or dating. It blows my mind. And I think it's important that we get our, 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 our advice from the right places. I was playing golf with a good buddy. He's over, he's over here. Uh, we were playing last week. We were playing four of us. And, um, and two. It was, we were going two on two. And uh, uh, Nick and I were taking on these two other guys. And uh, I'm not bragging, but I was the best golfer out there. And so... I'm carrying our team, and Nick's uh, <laughs> apologizing to me. He's like, man, I'm sorry you have to carry the team. And he's actually a good golfer, and he's hitting the ball, hits the ball well, but he, he had this thing going on where he's spraying it hard right, and it's just, the ball's just going out really hard right, and it's you know, off the tee and different things. And so he's, he's like, man, and I'm not the guy that's going to give advice out there unsolicited. You know, those golfers are like, well, dude, you need to bend over and turn your hand over and turn your foot and do this and stand up. I don't do all that. Like, if you want advice, you can ask for it, but I'm not giving it like that. And we're on the team, and the other two guys who are on the other, team start giving, he's like, man, what's going on? They start giving him some advice. And I'm listening to it and I've golfed for a lot of years in my life and I'm listening to it. And it's the exact opposite advice of every golf, golf ethic and every golf principle and physics. It's opposite. And I'm just going... And I'm not saying anything. It's my teammate, right? I'm just standing back. I'm like, listen, I'm like, ah. And he's getting frustrated. And and I'm like, ah. And then finally he comes out. He hits a shot like that. He comes off the tee. They're telling him to do some stuff. And I finally said, hey, do this. And I start saying, move this foot here, do this, put the ball here, move it back in your stance a little bit. This is why this is happening. Da, 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 da. He, and, he, and I said it a couple of times. He didn't listen to me the first time. I love him. And then and I said it the second time and, and I said, here's what you do. And he, and he looked at me, he goes, he goes, they're telling me the exact opposite. I said, who's better? <laughs> I'm beating all y'all. Come on, listen to your brother. I'm on your team. Some of y'all are listening to the devil's advice. He's telling you the exact opposite of everything God would tell you about relational dating and what the word says. And you're just, you're taking all of it in from culture and music and TV and, and shows and friends and, your, and, and, and social media. And it's the exact, the devil's not on your team. And he's going to tell you things that aren't the right advice. Disconnect from those unhealthy places. Disconnect from them. And then another problem is some of y'all won't take any advice. All you do is inform. <laughs> As a pastor, I get it all the time. Well, pastor, we're going to date and we love each other and we're leaving. We're going to get married and, and we're going to move to California and live in an RV. And it's going to be amazing. I'm like, they're like, pray for us. I'm like, I'll shoot up a wing in a prayer, but you're not really asking for any advice. You're just informing me. So good luck to you. You know, I get it all the time with people and families and we're gonna start this business and I'm gonna this and I'm gonna take 2 million in debt and it's gonna look like this and like this and I'm gonna start it and it's gonna be amazing. And I'm like, are you, okay, are you informing me? Or would, would you wanna get some advice from somewhere? Some of you need some advice. You need people around you to get advice. And that leads me into the next thought, a dating tip number four, initiate meaningful relationships. So when you disconnect from unhealthy relationships, it gives room to, to initiate meaningful relationships i got a connect group every, every Wednesday night from 630 to about eight with about 15 to 20, 15 guys over here in our cafe. We get into the word of God. We pray for each other. We believe God for each other. I have meaningful relationships in my life. I need that as a pastor, as a, you need it in your life. You need to connect with people, initiate meaningful relationships. That's what this house is about. Not just content connection. Connection. God intended for us to have people in our life to to heal and bless and connect and love and have, have answers and advice and do life with. And I think it's so important that you would form those meaningful relationships. Listen to me, if you're dating or if you're single, the place of serving becomes the place of significance in your life. So I would encourage you, plug into the house of God and begin to serve. Figure out if you're dating, if you're single. Come on, Kyle in the front row right here. Serving three services. A great looking dude could go get any girl he wants. I'm telling him not to because we're still becoming and I'm working with him. And uh, he's single, but he ain't ready to mingle. In Jesus' name, ladies, stay away from him. Give me a little more time with him. <laughs> <laughs> Sisters are clapping, saying amen, somebody. He's a great young man serving in the house of God. Plugging in, using, not waiting Not waiting and wasting his life going, I'll just when the person comes. No, serving, finding significance, beginning to become who God wants him to be. All the things God's doing in his heart and life. He's going to have that to give to somebody once he meets the right person and God brings them into his life. I think it's important that you would serve in the house of God. Just just build meaningful relationships. I I pray that everybody in this place would get into a connect group. Or get plugged onto one of our serve teams. One of our serve teams aren't just to come and serve and do coffee or do something. It's to have some people around you that, hey, what's up? They begin to know you and you begin to have a relationship. Church is so much different when it's, when it's connection and not content, I promise you. And the last one, I have got a few minutes with you. The last one, dating tip number five. It's an important one. Uh, don't share your body. Go home right now. Don't, 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 don't let people test drive you. <laughs> save, save your body for marriage. Save God's body for marriage. So listen, some, some people, the people that want to test drive you, they can't even afford gas money. They, they can't even afford to buy the car. They have no intention of buying. Only want to test drive something. You know, if you go drive like a, a valuable car, like a Rolls Royce or a Ferrari or something, you want to test drive one of those things, you got to put down some ID. You got to put down some collateral. They got to run your credit. They got to make sure if you mess things up that you can handle the damage. Some of y'all see yourselves as some used Dodge minivan with no value, got 400 miles, 400,000 miles on you, not making anybody put any collateral down. What collateral do they need, pastor? Till death do us part collateral. They don't have the money to fix a fender if they break it or to handle your chemistry or the emotional situations when they get involved with you. Don't let people test drive your body, right? Amen. They don't have any intention of, they don't have any intention of, of, of giving their life to you. Come on, you gotta tell somebody, I'm made by God. This model, this model, this making model, fearfully and wonderfully made. You better have some collateral. You better be in this for the long haul. I don't want, I just a dating tip. Listen, don't, don't let anybody do that. And I know our culture is totally opposite. Well, I gotta test drive it. We gotta know if we have chemistry. We gotta know if we click. We gotta know if it's good. It's gonna be good, Okay. Just, I, I know, just just slow down. Bible says this, and I, I'm gonna end on this and pray for you. If, uh, Hebrews 13, four, Paul says this, marriage is honorable among all, the marriage bed undefiled. Marriage is honorable among all. He's speaking to um, everyone. He says marriage is honorable among all and the marriage bed undefiled. Marriage bed is undefiled. So what that means is uh, Paul's saying, I'm not gonna tell you what you could do in the bedroom if you're married. You can do whatever you want. Just don't, if it's in your in your consensus with each other. Does that make sense? Like if you're not pressuring one another, uh, Paul says, I'm not gonna tell you Jesus, any denomination, any religion that tells you what you can and can't do is against the word of God. Paul says, the marriage bed is undefiled. You can do what you want. Now, people say, well, can I bring pornography? Can I bring movies? No, don't bring anybody else into your bedroom, okay? Don't bring any people besides you and your partner, you and your wife, you and your husband into the bedroom. Do whatever you wanna do. Dress up, play games, run around the house, whatever you wanna do. Okay. But, but the marriage bed, because it's undefiled. It's undefiled. Let me let me ask you something. My wife and I going on, on 20 years of marriage, somebody. Twenty years. Um I, you know, twenty years has been a long time. We've been been married together. And so, you know, I just started to sense in forty and forty-six, just started to sense a little irritation with who, you know, our relationship. And I met this girl when we were uh, at Kroger the other day and she was checking me out had a beautiful smile and I was like we just clicked I told a joke she laughed and uh, she was like uh, getting my jokes so I, I told my wife the other night I was like hey babe listen I'm, this girl you know at the grocery store she's just got me she, she laughed at my jokes I don't I love you and I'm, I'm in this for life but I'm gonna go in, over there tonight and just talk and just hang out at her house a little bit we're not gonna we're not gonna touch we're not, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I have my own sleeping bag she's gonna have her own sleeping bag we're gonna just lay beside each other and uh, we're just going to talk. She gets me. Some of y'all are very uncomfortable right now. Like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, talking about, like, why? Because, because, you know, that's just, I've got, you know, a commitment to her. Like, and by the way, that stuff would never happen. I've got, and, and if it did, like, or if I just said, you know, well, we're, we're not, listen, I just, I, we're not going to go all the way. We're not going to have sex. We're just going to, I just want to emotionally talk to her a little bit. And then we're just going to fool around a little bit. We're just going to touch a little bit. And kiss a little bit, but we're not going to go all the way. Like I know that's too far. But we're just going, just kind of touch and kiss. We'll leave clothes on, you know. But we'll just, we'll just kind of, we'll just kind of do all that through the clothes. And are you good with that, babe? She's like, she's going. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find your bosses. I got bosses. You know that. So if I, if that was going on, you guys would all be finding my bosses, and you'd be looking for my head. You'd be wanting to fire me, right? And, and the Bible says. The marriage bed is honored by all. You're very uncomfortable that I would even be saying that with my wife right here. Why? Because you understand that I'm supposed to honor the marriage bed. But why if it says it's honored by all? Why do you expect me to keep the standard? But since you're single, you don't think you have to keep the standard. If Paul, if you were uncomfortable with my scenario and the story I just told and I'm married, Paul says it's honorable among all. So it's honorable among you as well, meaning you should keep the same standard that I keep. And so I just want to encourage you physically and emotionally and, and mentally and relationally and dating like. Like, man, become the right person today. Like, God, work in me. I'm still, if you're married, I'm still needing God to do a work in me in 1 Corinthians 13. Come on, everybody say amen. Every married couple say amen. amen. I need that. And we're going to talk about that over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about timing on sex and those kind of things. We're going to talk about uh, relationships and, and, and marriage and all that. So I'm going to, I, want, I hope this is helping you. But I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you today. Maybe. Maybe you're single, you're dating, you think man it's over for me. I'll never I'll never find the right person. That's not true. You're becoming the right person. Plug in. You don't need anybody's confidence. You need God's confidence in you. Let God do that in you. Disconnect from unhealthy relationships. Plug in to some healthy stuff in this house or in God's house somewhere. And then and then and then save your body. Don't be a chemistry experiment. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for for the 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 gift of relationships. Thank you for the gift of marriage, the gift of dating, the gift of singleness, the gift of sex, the gift of of all the things you've given us. You've given us so much. Fire is so good in the fireplace, God. (laughs) We put that in the living room. We burn the house down. God, I pray we put the fire, relational fires back in the fireplace. Help the things I'm saying to to hit home into our hearts in different areas. And Holy Spirit, guide my words. Guide this day. Let us leave here better, God. Let people who, who've come to church, they leave here and go, man, I'm glad I was there. Thank you, God, for your wisdom and your word. God, I pray for, for everyone in this room for relational strength and relational purity. Everyone online, I pray for relational healing. If anyone's made mistakes, God, I pray for healing today that, that those wounds would turn to scars and become a story for your glory. I thank you for the things we've been through, God, that, that you're with us in all of it. If you're here, no one looking around for another minute, maybe you say, you know what? I'm not walking right with God. I'm not really surrendered to Jesus. You know, the only way you can get relationships real and right is by giving your life to the greatest relational leader ever, Jesus. And that God took all of our sin and all of our pain and all of our mistakes and guilt and the wounds and all that and nailed it to a tree. And the Bible says, if you would put your trust in Jesus, not clean your life up, not fix yourself, not 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 ever make a mistake or follow all the rules. No, 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 no. If you just put your trust in Jesus, to be your leader and the Lord of your life, that you get a fresh start in God. If you're online listening to me or if you're in this room right now, heads bowed, eyes closed. If you say, pastor, I need a fresh start with God. I've been leading my own relationships. I've been doing it all in my own strength. I'm ready for God to lead my life. I need that. I can't do it on my own. I'm just gonna ask you to put your hand up to me and I'm gonna pray for you. I wanna pray that you would let him be your Lord and your leader. If that's you you and say, I need Jesus. I need a fresh start with God. Would you put your hand up to me right now? Pastor, just pray for me. God bless you, young lady. Anybody else? I I need God to be the leader of my life. I need a fresh start. God bless you, sir. If you're online, just type in the chat right there. Come on, God's moving on people's hearts right now, church. Just type in the chat. I need a fresh start. Pray for me. I need a fresh start. I'm gonna pray, pray a simple prayer right now and then I'm gonna believe God to really invade your life in a powerful way. Just surrender. You can pray with me or you can pray your own words, but let's pray together. Father, thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you were the one that built all relationships. Thank you that you gave yourself on that cross and you died for me and my sin and my mistakes, that you nailed it all to a tree. And thank you for coming back from the grave. Thank you for coming back to life to give me brand new life. I surrender today to you. You're the Lord of my life. You're the chief relationship. I surrender. I need you. Lead my life in every area. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise this morning. What an awesome, awesome morning. Several people saying yes to God.